Section 7 of Birds and All Nature, Volume 4, Number 3, September 1898. Recorded for LibriVox.org by Seanad Vaughan. Wild Birds in London Their number and variety is increasing instead of diminishing. Whether in consequence of the effective working of the Wild Birds Charter or of other unknown causes, there could be no doubt in the minds of observant lovers of our feathered friends that of late years there has been a great and gratifying increase in their numbers in and around London, especially so, of course, in the vicinity of the beautiful open spaces which do such beneficent work silently in this province of houses. But even in long, unlovely streets, far removed from the rich greenery of the parks, the shabby parallelograms by courtesy-styled gardens are becoming more and more frequently visited by such pretty, shy songsters as linnets, blackbirds, thrushes, and finches, who, though all too often falling victims to the predatory cat, find abundant food in these cramped enclosures. Naturally, some suburbs are more favoured than others in this respect, notably Dulwich, which, though fast losing its beautiful character under the ruthless grip of the builder, still retains some delightful nooks where one may occasionally hear the nightingale's lovely song in its season. But the most noticeable additions to the bird population of London have been among the starlings. Their quaint gabble and peculiar minor whistle may now be heard in the most unexpected localities. Even the towering mansions, which have replaced so many of the slums of Westminster, find favour in their eyes, for among the thick clustering chimneys which crown these great buildings, their slovenly nests may be found in large numbers. In some districts they are so numerous that the irrepressible sparrow, true London gammon that he is, finds himself in considerable danger of being crowded out. This is perhaps most evident on the sequestered lawns of some of the inns of the court, Gray Inn Square, for instance, where hundreds of starlings at a time may now be observed busily trotting about the greensward searching for food. Several long streets come to mind, where not a house is without its pair or more of starlings, who continue faithful to their chosen roofs, and whose descendants settle near as they grow up, well content with their surroundings. House martins, too, in spite of repeated efforts on the part of irritated landlords to drive them away by destroying their nests on account of the disfigurement to the front of the building, persist in returning year after year and rebuilding their ingenious little mud cells under the eaves of the most modern suburban villas or terrace houses. Palmile Gazette. End of section seven. This recording is in the public domain.